Hey everybody, we're back with uh, Max Egan, who actually we haven't done like an actual chat since I think when you first arrived in Mexico, which was over two years ago, I believe, mm-hmm. at I think Joby Weeks' house, and we haven't actually really done one since then, I don't think. No, we haven't, we haven't. <laughs> That was good. That was a good chat too. It was, it was a great, uh, great little thing. So yeah, yeah. it's good to come and chat to you again. Yeah, I, uh, it's all off the cuff, folks. We don't really know what we're talking about here. We're just going <laughs> to see where it goes. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's how we always do it. We, we've chatted a little bit uh, crossing paths on walk and talk, so that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, before we get started, I guess we should talk a little bit about you know you did come to Mexico. What is it like? Almost two and a half years ago now. Two years. Three months. Yeah. October, early October I got here, and it's uh, it's been amazing, really. The whole journey has been uh, remarkable. <laughs> Nothing like what I had planned, but uh, it's been it's been, uh, it's been been an interesting change of course in my life, you know, and uh, it's been good. It's been great. I, I'm very happy here. It's interesting how you just had this intuition and just jumped on a plane. It was right around when they were really getting hardcore on the COVID stuff, so I guess that was 2021, right? Hmm. Yeah. Mm, 2021, October 2021, and uh, they were just starting to bring in all these lockdowns. I had five more days, I think, before they were going to bring in uh, vaccine mandates. You would have needed a jab to leave the country. All right, right before the vaccine mandate stuff, yes. And um, I, so I just, and you, you had to jump through several hoops to get here. And I'd already put in application. Like you had to apply to leave the country, right? You know, it's, okay, that's a bit of a sign that maybe I should move to begin with. But um, I just put in this application. I said, "Well, you need to have you need to have a, a job invite. If you've got work overseas, we'll let you leave." And I got contacted by someone who runs a cell phone company in the United States and says, "Hey, I got a company. I'll give you I'll give you a work invite." You know, so they basically sent me an employment thing. So yeah, we want you to come and go get your ticket and get your your visa, your work visa worked out. All just bullshit, you know. But I had it, so I said, "Oh, I've got this to apply." So I put it in there and I applied and thought nothing of it. And then three weeks later, I got an email back saying you're approved to leave. I thought, okay, that's interesting. And then probably three weeks after that. I left, you know, and uh, I mean, I've been having these feelings that I need to go, and I, I actually got online like at least twice to book the ticket, and and just went nah, and closed the web page, you know, and then suddenly I'm just getting these feelings like it's like my solar plexus, it's just pulling me, <laughs> and I'm thinking you've got to, you know, you've got to go. And I'm going really, I've got, I'm totally ready for the lockdowns. I've got all my food. <laughs> I'm totally set up, you know, but it's saying no, no, you got to leave. And so I just went on, I booked a ticket, and I left two days later. And then ten days after I left, uh, they went visiting my house and all that sort of stuff and, you know, raided my sister. Not raided, yeah, but... Yeah, that was insane. Went to visit my sister's place. And it was interesting as well, like, even when I got to the United States, I'm like, I'm going to stay here for a couple of months and go visit some people. Then I'll go to Mexico, you know. And then I'm going, no, no, you've got to get out <laughs> before Friday, you know. So I come on Wednesday, and, and suddenly I find that on Thursday they've changed all the visa shit in Mexico, so I couldn't have come in with a six-month visa. If I'd come on Friday, I would have only got a 30-day visa. Ah. So that all changed as well. And then when I get here, three or four days after I get here, they shut down all my bank accounts. <laughs> so it was crazy. It was crazy. I wouldn't have been able to leave had I left it another week. I wouldn't have had the bank accounts. I wouldn't have been able to buy a ticket, you know. So it was incredible. incredible. And then, then you get here, and you're here for a while, and then you go to the U.S., for a, an event, and you're scheduled to come back here to Acapulco on, like, I think it was a Tuesday or something, and you changed your mind at the last minute, mm. and you would have arrived just hours before 
a Category 5 hurricane mm. hits dead on on your house. Mm. Remarkable <laughs> how that works, you know. Just on, uh, I might go to Texas for a couple of days. You know? I didn't even know there was a storm off the shore. No, no one did. I didn't know anything. So Six hours before... It wasn't even a tropical storm. Like eight, maybe nine hours before, there was maybe a tropical storm, but that's nothing. Like mm. here, you, they pass by all the time. Tro- that's a tropical storm. No one even. That's why no one listened to me for the most part, because mm. I said it looks like it's going to be a Cat Five. It's like no, I saw it's a. It was a tropical. It's a tropical storm, yeah. and that's not a problem. It's just going to be rainy. Yeah. And I was like, no, this one's different. It, it in the last few hours, it went from a tropical storm to a Cat Four, and it turned right exactly to hit right at your house and right behind it, the Secret Garden, mm. and you just happened to not be here again. Mm. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> And then, like, there was this other place I was going to, because I closed the bar after the gig last year. There's this other place I was going to work out and, and set a bar up in, and I just changed my mind not to do that. And if the hurricane had home, would have destroyed that. Yeah. You know? And then even now, like, there's been all these people contacting me saying, oh, new, new Casa de los Cuervos for the Bitcoin conference, you know. <laughs> and uh, all these, these shop owners have wanted me to go into their business, and they've got all these rules and regulations of how they want a cut of this and a cut of that and all sorts of things. And I've got these people who really want to open the bar with me, you know, these who are going to run everything. I don't actually have to do anything this year, which will be better. But I said, no, no, that's just not now. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And then three days ago, this incredible place just drops in my lap. And I uh, say, so yeah, we're going to be opening a new bar, for, um, which we'll probably be able to keep open the whole time now because it's, they're really good people. It's all private. It's, it's going to be great. So... Again, like just intuitively not going with any of this stuff and saying to the guys, look, if it's going to happen, it'll happen, you know, and it just dropped in our lap. So it's amazing. You've got to, you've got to really trust in spirit and, and trust your intuition. Listen when the field's talking to you and, you know, always be in your heart and you're just going to flow into the right place you're supposed to be. And I'm living proof that that's how it works, you know. It's amazing, too, because the last place where you had the bar, I don't know if we want to get in too much, we want to drag his name through the mud or anything, but your last landlord was pretty much a dick. Yeah, and, he was. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he was ripping you off, and he was he was basically just the worst landlord, one of the worst I've ever heard of from what you told me, like yeah. just crazy yeah. stuff he was doing. So you said, that's it, I'm going to take all my stuff, I'm going to just leave, and, yeah. and uh, you kind of had it at your place, and then the hurricane happened, and your roommate decided to take a lot of it to Mexico City, uh, which you didn't ask him to do, and a lot of it got kind of like kind of half damaged on the way. A lot of it's still missing. You somehow got it all back, and by the time you got it back, uh, your place was still a bit of a mess. So you asked if you could leave your stuff here. So when you came here to do this uh, this video, uh, you're like, "Are my speakers here?" And I was like, "Yeah." And you're like, "Okay, great. Can we take them when I leave? Because we just found a place to get a bar." So all in the last couple of days, this all happened. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. So, <laughs> so yeah, there, it's uh, it's uh, going to be a good year. It's going to be a crazy year, but it's going to be a good year. There's a lot of good, positive stuff happening. You know, I put I put out a video a few weeks ago called "The Matrix is Collapsing," and people are going, "Well, I'm still seeing a lot of control." Yeah, but everybody sees it now. <laughs> That's the thing. Everybody sees it. The Matrix is simply your illusion that the system is real. It's your belief in authority. That's the Matrix, mm. you know? And people are seeing that now. It's collapsing. People, what Israel's done in Gaza has woken up millions of people. This is a, a genocide being streamed in 4K while they're saying, no, no, it's self-defense. People are seeing that, okay, hang on a minute, you know? 
And it's, it's waking up millions and millions and millions of people. So the matrix is completely collapsing. Even Klaus Schwab at that World Economic Forum the other day said, oh, well, we've got this, this whole system we're trying to build, but now there's this other group of people <laughs> called libertarianism. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah, oh yeah. Libertarianism, and they, 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 they're collapsing the system. They want to destroy the system. <laughs> so even Klaus Schwab is now talking about it. People see this. There was that other woman who said, you know, well, the elites, we trust each other more and more, but the people trust the elites much less. So we can lead all we want, but if they're not following, lead. it's not going to work. <laughs> right. you know? yep. and, and so they're getting it as well. And, and people are realizing that there is no revolution that has to happen. There's no march in the street. There's no riots. It's simply your belief in authority. Stop complying with your own slavery, which is what I've been saying for the last 17 years on air. Yeah. That's the way out, and people are seeing it. And it's, it's going to be a great year. Yeah, and it's not just the belief in authority, it's the belief in all kinds of lies as well, right? Because, as you pointed out with Israel, so many people just kind of believe in this whole story that they've always been there, that they've been so persecuted throughout history uh, for no reason whatsoever. And uh, this is actually, just like you said, people are like, watching it every day, and it's like heinous to watch. I can't believe I'm even like seeing the stuff I'm seeing. It's, it's so absolute. I actually, I've never just fast-scrolled through so many things for the last few months, because I see this baby, and it's like, oh, my, oh my God, like, I, can't, I don't want to see it. I know it's happening. Mm. I want it to stop. I'm trying to do whatever I can to make it to stop, but I don't want to really see it, because it's so unbelievably horrible. But as you pointed out, there's a lot of people, because of stuff like that as well, they're like, wait a sec, I thought these uh, Jews in Israel are allies, and uh, they're the good guys who are always persecuted, and it doesn't really look like it right now. Like, they're really exposing that part of it as well. So we're not ethnic cleansing. You know, we're not ethnic cleansing. We're self-defending. You look at, I can show you a video on my next video I'm going to upload, which is a, a sweeping shot of northern Gaza, which used to be a city. Now it's like a plowed field. Yeah. Well, we're not ethnic cleansing. There's no buildings left standing, you know. I saw a thing today, uh, one of the rabbis in military uniform, so we're going to bring the 10 plagues to Gaza. You know, the 10 plagues that the Jews suffered, you know? Well, because you're creating plague-like conditions in Gaza, but this is an ethnic cleansing. Oh, we've, we've sent 10,000 food trucks in there. They're saying the trucks are being hijacked by Hamas. Hamas has hijacked 10,000 trucks, have they? Really, you know? Like, it's just, it's beyond ridiculous, some of the stuff they're trying to push. And not to mention, too, like, even if it is Hamas, which it probably isn't, they they have this this what they say is these Hamas guys are so terrible they hate Israel and the Jews so why are they stealing food and supplies for their people and, and yeah, exactly it doesn't even make sense well Hamas put out a booklet the other day put out a whole press saying we don't we don't rape women we didn't rape anybody all of the, all of the claims of rape all the women that have been hostages that have released oh we witnessed rape wasn't me. I didn't get raped. I'm fine. Oh, women were raped so badly their pelvises are broken. Well, hang on. Sh- show us. And it didn't happen to you. There's no first-hand reports of this. There's no confirmation of this. All the claims of beheaded babies, all these things. Even even um, Israeli media has rolled back all of those claims. You've still got people pushing it. They're doing everything they can. The crowds going to the pro-genocide rallies, the pro-Israeli rallies, are getting smaller and smaller and smaller. The Palestinian rallies are just huge and huge and huge. They're saying, oh, these are pro-Hamas rallies. No, they're anti-genocide rallies is what they are. So all of this sort of stuff is, is serving to wake people up. The tunnel system in Brooklyn the other day, I mean, give me a break. You've got a tunnel system here with children's blankets and children's mattresses and high chairs and stuff down there. Oh, this is just so you can move around during COVID, is it? 
you know. And you look at the expulsions from all these countries, 1,030 expulsions, usually a couple of, you know, after they've been, like that's an expulsion in 109 years, that's, a, that's an expulsion averaging every two and a half years they get expelled from somewhere on average. And, you know, and it's usually because they're finding children in tunnels and all sorts of stuff. Have, have you looked in, because I've heard that number, I haven't looked into any of them exactly, and I know you can never even really know what information you can trust, but have you actually looked in? Because that's a lot. Like, if, you're, if you heard Mexicans have been expelled from a, a thousand different times from a hundred different countries, I'd be like, what are these Mexicans doing? Exactly. No, but they're the victims. They're the victims. Yeah. <laughs> but, but have you looked into some of them? And like, yeah, well, you can look at the dates. There's, there's, you can go to rents.com, and they've got the whole list of all the dates there. You can just Google those dates and check, and yeah, there was, an ex- there was expulsion. But have you looked into why they were expelled and like some of the details of it? Well, it's hard to find a lot of them, but it's always usually something to do with children. Really? Yeah. There's a, these guys, through their blood libel and the stuff they do, even even some of the reports that have been coming out of Gaza saying, you know, I'm looking for babies. I killed a 12-year-old girl yesterday, but I'm looking for babies, you know? I'm, yeah, yeah. You know, that, it's, it's a crazy culture, but <laughs> the point is, I mean, these tunnels in Brooklyn, they're not just under Brooklyn. They're under all these places. They're right through our cities. They're right through all Western cities, there's tunnel systems. Where I grew up in Adelaide, there's a massive tunnel system beneath this. You know, and when you look at the... The, uh, the fact is that we've got an open genocide here being carried out live on TV. You've got Western politicians like... Um, American politicians, British politicians, Australian politicians, German politicians saying, I can't see anything wrong here. So who controls these guys? And, you know, you, if, if you can't see anything wrong here, you're either not sane or you're controlled by somebody else. It's really that simple. We've got to stop beating around the bush with this shit. You know, totally. I mean, if you can't see that this is a problem, well, and I, as I've said so many times, the way of Palestine will be the way of the world. If you've got Western politicians supporting this, well, what do you think they've got planned for you? You had John Kerry come on uh, an interview the other day saying, we've got to stop farming or people will starve. <laughs> uh, how does this work? You've it's got to stop farming and fishing or people will starve. You've got to stop preparing or growing or getting any type of food or you're going to starve. <laughs> how does this even work? And, and you all put of their it out stuff, there with a straight face. Yeah, all of their stuff. It's like we live in crazy world. It's like... Like, all their stuff doesn't even make any sense anymore. Like, you know, it's, like, been super cold in, in so many places. Like, uh, the NFL football games recently, like, people are almost dying at the football games. And, they, you know, they, Al Gore said there wouldn't even be snow, like, 20 years ago by this time. Yeah, yeah. And it's, like, Greta's, like, well, it's it's hot because, because it, or no, it, it's it's cold because it's hot. <laughs> it's like, okay. And then John Kerry's like, if you farm food, you're going to starve. It's like, and then Kill Gates is like, we have to chop down all the trees or we're going to have like too much carbon dioxide. It's like, no, none of this even comes close to making sense anymore, is it? It's all backwards. <laughs> all backwards talk. Are they getting more crazy or are we just waking up more to what they're actually doing? Uh, I don't know. I almost wonder whether they're trying to wake the world up. Yeah. Because some of the stuff they're saying is, is so utterly illogical. <laughs> I mean, unless they're just testing how stupid everyone really is. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe they're trying to wake the world up. I don't know because you can't say this sort of stuff with a straight face. And, and, and But they do. Uh, don't grow food or you'll starve. <laughs> How does this work? The thing is, they want you to starve. They want you eating bugs. You'll eat bugs because we're going to stop you producing any food. We're going to starve our populations. This is what they've done before. It's what Bolshevism was all about. They starved so many people, a lot of more. 
It's the same people doing it. You know, the fact that people don't know about Bolshevism and Holodomor, which were the two biggest genocide operations that we know of, where millions upon millions of people died. Which was basically done by Jews as well, right? Basically done by Bolshevik Jews. The fact that people don't know about this yeah. is a good indication of who's running things. <laughs> You know what I mean? And, and that uh, so many countries make it illegal to uh, say anything bad about Jews. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's that, that old saying, you know who basically is in control or who has power by who you can't criticize. Yeah, and I've always been very, um, like, lenient. I've always been said to people, you can't, you can't blame all the Jews. And, and, I mean, they're programmed. You look at some of the, the reports that have got coming out of, of Israel. You're interviewing these young schoolgirls and they're saying, oh, yeah, I killed two Palestinians. I want to kill more and more and more. All this... It's the programming of the people. You can't really blame them. But then, I mean, how do you even get programmed into that mindset? I don't know. Like, I was thinking, like, let's say I thought, well, it's kind of funny because the Berwicks have been massively persecuted in the past. They burnt down the entire town of Berwick-upon-Tweed. They tortured and killed every single person there, the English uh, royalty and stuff. So I could be doing the same thing as the Jews, like, oh, look at me. I'm so persecuted and all that. But I was thinking, like, even if that happened... I wouldn't want to kill everyone in England, and I certainly wouldn't be happy about it. Like, if anything, if I was there when that was happening, I'd defend myself, obviously. Mm. And, you know, to whatever it took to get them out, I would do it. But I wouldn't go into where they live and start slaughtering them and with, like, a smile on my face. Like, that's a different level of, like, psychopathy. Different level of psychopathy. And the way they're running around in uh, uh, schoolrooms and stuff, riding little push bikes and mocking the children they've just killed and all this sort of stuff. This this is crazy stuff. And It's unbelievable that they think, too, because they record these videos themselves. I know. They know people are going to see this. They they actually think people are going to be like, yeah, good job. And, I'm, and some will, right? Like some who are in Israel, well, who are under mind control, will be like, great job. And, but the rest of us are like, that is like unbelievably sick. Yeah, well, you know, perhaps they want Israel to be destroyed. Perhaps uh, that's, you know, the whole war of Armageddon and all that sort of stuff. You know, you won't be able to build the third temple and all that sort of stuff until the rest of the world turns on Israel. The whole world's going to turn on Israel in the end times and all that and sort that of stuff. And that was in the Bible? It's in the Bible, yeah. But, you know, it's, it's what is Israel. Again, is is it this counterfeit country or is it a state of mind? Mm. You know, Israel is, is, you know, if you look at the ancient Israelites of the Bible and all this, sort it's a a whole story to get into. But um, it's almost like they want that destroyed and then they're going to move to Ukraine, which is why they're depopulating Ukraine. And Zelensky's already said, we've got a safe haven here. And what, most of what's been going on in Ukraine is depopulation. So, you know, but anyway, getting back to what I was saying, I mean, I always tell people you can't blame all the Jews. You can't, you know, and when all this Jew hatred, I get really sick of seeing it on my channel. And you look at my videos for the last three months, all I've been going is <laughs> Jews, you know, Israel. <laughs> so, you know, there you go. But um, even I did a, a discussion with an Australian guy last night. He said, I want to differentiate between Jews and Zionists. I'm saying, well, yeah, I've always said that myself, but but now, I mean, the United States government themselves have legislated that anti-Zionism is actually anti-Semitic. So they are eliminating that line themselves, you know. And he said to me, what is a Zionist? Because I know Jews who are Jews, but they say they're not Zionists. And I said, well, a Zionist is basically anybody who believes the state of Israel should exist in Palestine. So if you know a Jew and you know I'm against what the Zionists are doing, well, do you believe Israel should be there? Yes, I do. Well, you're a Zionist. That's what it is. It's the belief that you can just basically go and steal another country. So all these lines are being being overwritten now. So there's so even the, according to the U.S. government, there's no difference between a Jew and a Zionist. You know. So 
why should we be so polite about it anymore? I mean, these people have done terrible things. And I, it's, it's a stupid religion. It's, it's a religion. It's not a race, for God's sake. It's a, it's a religion. If you're so against what the Jews are doing in Israel, why the fuck do you still call yourself a Jew? That, that's a question I have for you, because I've always been so confused about this, like, my whole life. What is a Jew? Because, <laughs> like, uh, it's a religion. Uh, Jew, Judaism is a religion. But then there's people, they say, well, I'm a Jew. I'm like, why are you a Jew? And they're like, well, my family, that's what we are. And I'm like, well, my family likes, there's their status, right? They, they, they vote and all that. I don't call myself a status because my family was that. And, and so they kind of say, well, it's, you know, that's our, that's what we are. are like, we're, it's a race. It's a, yeah. it's a bloodline. Well, it's, it's not. If you really look at the biblical stuff, like the, that woman that I had on, um, what's her name? Oh, damn. Dr. Dr. Dre, Dr. Day, Dr. Someone Day. She died in uh, November. I actually wanted to have her on the show. But she talks about the fact that the word Jew doesn't exist in the original Hebrew Bible, neither does the word Gentile. Gentile actually means nation. And a, a Jew, it, it didn't exist. A Jew was basically an Israelite. They were called uh, Judahites or uh, Judaic or something like that. And and they were people who came from the, the, the tribal land of Judea. But there were 12 tribal lands in Israel. And, and only because Jesus was apparently born in Judea. So anyone who followed Jesus became a, a Jew, a Judaic, or a Judaite, right? Um, so they were just the, following him, though. So that means they believed in what he was talking about. So it's not like a race. So they just it, happened it was to be people there. who believed in the one true God. Okay. And the word Israel, there was a guy called Jacob. And he was the son of, I think, Isaac, who was the son of Abraham. And um, Jacob was a very deceptive person. Jacob means the deceiver. He's a very deceptive person. He was, he was ripping people off, saying the wrong thing, blah, blah, blah. He ended up changing his ways and becoming a really righteous person. And so the angel said to him, we are now renaming you Israel. Your name is now not Jacob, it's now Israel. And then people who follow because you now believe in the one true God, so your name is Israel. And then people who believed the same as what Israel believed became Israelites. It was simply a mindset. Those who believe in the one true God are Israel. You could be any nationality. And even when, when the Exodus, you read the Exodus out of, out of uh, Egypt when they left, even the Bible tells you this was a, a, a motley crew of all sorts of different races and people, mainly Mongols and Turks. Okay, and they all believed in this, this thing, and so they left in the Exodus. And that was Israel. Israel is the mindset. So it's when people who... It's, it, when you look at Revelation, the big final battle will come when the world turns against Israel, when the world turns against those who believe in the one true God. Ah. It's got nothing to do with the illegitimate state of Israel. It wasn't about a state. It wasn't about a place. It's about a mindset. And, and when Israel... When, when Jacob was renamed Israel, his genetics didn't change. He didn't suddenly become a race. His mindset changed. So when you follow the same mindset as what Jacob, now Israel, followed, and you believe in the one true God, you are an Israelite. It's got nothing to do with a race that came from this place called Judea. And even if they're saying, oh, we're Jews, we come from Judea, okay, there were 12 tribal areas in there. What about all the other people from all the other tribal areas that don't come from Judea who call themselves Jews as well? How does that work? You know? It, none of it works. It's, it's such a mindfuck what they've done. You know? Yeah. And that's what the, the final battle... So they're trying to bring all this stuff about and use this, this counterfeit Israel, this counterfeit state, 
to bring about this final battle and they believe if they build their third temple, you know, they're going to ascend Jacob's ladder, all this sort of bullshit. They have to destroy Amalek. One priest, one rabbi went out there and said there's six billion people out there, all the people in China, all the people in Europe, all the people, they they're all worship idols. They, all of them deserve death. You know, so this is their plan is to go out and destroy anybody who does not believe what they believe. You know, and it's, it's the most messed up freaking religion. You know, but it's got nothing to do with genetics. There is no Jewish race. When you when you get a DNA test, I, I believe this to be true. When you get a DNA test in Israel, you, you can only test back like two illegal. generations. Did two, you hear it's illegal to get a DNA? You can test? go back two generations and get a get a uh, you know, or you can test for someone who's already alive to see if I'm connected to you, uh-huh. or you can go back two generations. But you can't do do a heritage test. You can't do it because there is no heritage. There is no ancestry, and it's illegal to do that in Israel. It's illegal to do that in Israel. <laughs> so. Well, that's very interesting what you said, though, about this final battle is when people turn away from the one true God, which makes total sense in what's actually been going on in the world. When you look at the world, it's become incredibly... I don't know what the word is, but, like, God isn't really a a part of anyone's life hardly at all. I'm not even someone who goes to the God and Satan thing, but you look at the way it's satanic. I mean, look at all the horns and reds and Sam Smith and, like... Yeah, oh, yeah, that stuff, yeah. What the fuck is all this? But, but like, you know, people... It's not even a thing in most people's lives anymore, like, especially in the West. I can't speak for other places as much. Mexico's got a lot more of that. People are very connected. Uh, They believe in that kind of stuff. Whether they believe in, you know, certain kind of cults, like the Roman Catholic cult and stuff like that, that's a little different, but... In general, in the West, people become just incredibly materialistic, incredibly just like all about, you know, the seven deadly sins, basically. So that actually has been happening. And you say they put in the Bible that when people turn against, basically, when the whole world turns their, their away from God, basically, yeah. then, then what happens in this story? Well, that's when there's the final battle and, and the, you know, everything, Jesus returns and all this sort of stuff, the Messiah returns. And see, Benjamin Netanyahu was told by a rabbi when he was younger that he's going to be the last prime minister of Israel and he will hand his scepter to the Messiah, you know, to their Messiah. So they really believe all this shit, you know. But, but yeah, it's when people turn away from Israel, when people attack Israel, when the whole world is against Israel. But the question is, what is Israel? Right. It isn't this state. It isn't a block of land. It's a mindset. The people who believe in the one true God are Israel. And to believe in the one true God and to act according to that, you don't need a book of religion. It's in your heart. You know whether you're connected to the divine. You know whether you are following the right guidelines in life. and doing. It. There's only one law of God's law, and that is do no harm. So uh, what are you doing? Are you doing harm with what you do? You know, that's, that's connection to God. That's all you need, you know. And uh, you don't need religion for any of that sort of stuff, you know. But what they've done, they've, they've kind of hijacked that whole narrative into their illegitimate state and saying we are the chosen people and we can basically do whatever we want. And then when you go and read their writings about how they've got to destroy Amalek, and, and that was invoked by Netanyahu when they went into Gaza. That this is a, this is a yep. battle against Amalek, yeah. which is why they're going in there and they're laughing at everything they're destroying, every child they're destroying. The rabbi went on there and said every child in Gaza is an enemy. Because every child, he might be holding a chocolate bar now, but he will grow up to hold a Kalashnikov. Yes, he will, because look what you just did to his parents, to his brother, to his sister. You blew up his house and blew up his family and did everything. You know, any child that's lived through what they've done in Gaza in the last 110 days, if that kid grows up and joins Hamas and picks up a Kalashnikov, I completely understand why. Do you know? 
I'd probably do the same thing. So they're doing this themselves. It's just looking at how, how twisted this whole mindset is. You don't need a religion to, to be connected to the divine, to be connected to God. And even if you're a Christian, okay, well, Jesus didn't have a religion. He, he said the Pharisees and the temples and forget all this shit. He was basically an anarchist. He was saying, bring down the state. You've got your own direct connection to God. All you've got to do is walk the path I walk. How many Christians, you know, actually walked that path? Not many. You know, so... People people can't see the forest for the trees of where all this is going and how to escape this matrix. And that's kind of what's good about what's happening because people are realizing that all these books and all these systems have failed them and that the answer is actually in their heart. Mm. It's in a heart with your connection to other people. That's why I say every show, in Lakesh, I'm another yourself. We are literally each other. There's only one of us here. So whatever you, you, you don't like in someone, this is a reflection of yourself that you need to look on. That old saying that I don't like you, I need to spend more time with you. You know, so I can get to know myself better and find out why it is I don't like you. What is that reflection I'm mm. seeing? You know, so yeah, you know, interesting times, brother. I mean, it's <laughs> going to get really crazy, but it's it's really good as well because this is what had to happen. Mm. Where humankind's reached a point of spiritual bankruptcy, they just you can give them the, the ideas and give them the guidelines, they won't do it. This is forcing them to do it. Mm. You wake up to what you are. You wake up to yourself. You step into your heart. Or you're screwed. You're going to be thrown out the back with everybody else. And so and this is a, like I've said, it's a, it's a spiritual cleansing. It's a soul purification that we're going through with these times. You know, And it's a remarkable time to be alive, man. And I'm honored to participate. Yeah, the question is, have we done this before? <laughs> because I was watching you on uh, with the bee lady, Miriam, uh, who spoke at an Archipelago last year, speaking again this year. Uh, and it was, it was actually quite amazing for me to watch. First of all, you were talking about the I Am uh, tour, and her name's Mary... Uh, I, Mary I am basically (laughs) and no one seemed to notice it but I was watching it I'm like that's basically what her name is Uh, but then she brought up Max did you see that in the Pfizer 29 pages of small type font uh, without any spacing of every disease ever that anyone's ever named on earth that deja vu was listed and you had just been talking about how you think we this is like a thing that we come into and we kind of have to come into it until we pass the test and I don't know if you've looked back. You should actually go and look back. Your eyes opened up so wide when she said deja vu is one of the symptoms. Your eyes went really wide. And you're, and you're like, I'm telling you, we've, we've, we keep having to come back here. You keep coming back and doing the same life. I'm convinced <laughs> of this. Like all the deja vus that you have, it's because you, you just keep walking that same path, making the same mistakes, coming back and doing it all again. You know, we've done these resets over and over again until they harvest the entire spirit of the soul I think is what it's all about you know the well of souls and I, I think you know we, we kind of go through and we keep doing this path and, and if you've had the jab and you start getting deja vus well yeah you had the jab last time that's how they got you in there you know and I've walked all the all these things and I've done all this stuff wrong and I've got up to the point now where I'm not having any more deja vus as soon as I stepped onto my true path all the deja vus stopped. I mean, I'm not taking the jab. You can kill me before I'm having a jab. <laughs> I prefer to die than have your jab. Thank you very much, you know, because I know death isn't the end of it anyway. You know, this is an eternal experience, you know. And if I have to come back and do it again, well, fair enough. I'll come back and do it again. Perhaps I'll know a little bit more this time. Perhaps I've left enough breadcrumbs for myself. You know, like if I was to come back again, well, maybe I'll be attracted to the works of Max Egan or maybe I'm going to be Max Egan next time I come back. Who knows? But I think they've we've done this before and the fact that that would be included it it did it was mind-blowing when she said it because (laughs) 
this is something that I've been playing around with for a while in my head, and it all sort of makes perfect sense to me. And when she showed me that, I just thought, wow, this is this is like confirmation. It doesn't even saying. make sense for them to put deja vu as a side effect unless they're like basically letting you know something. Mm. Like, yeah. like, how do you even describe or define what deja vu even is? And they say, if you take the jab, you might get deja vu. It's like, what? <laughs> like, so crazy. Like, it, it's all right there if yeah. you have eyes to see and ears to hear. Yeah, I think that was uh, that was uh, an amazing moment. <laughs> and I think there's a lot. Of, I think there's a lot to it. I mean, how was to explain deja vu? That whole, you know, I've done this before, and it's so precise. It's not like just a, oh, a memory. No, you, you no, it's mind blowing when it happens. Yeah, so. It's like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you've just stepped between dimensions yeah. or something. And, and yeah, I, I, I think there's a lot to it. And, and I think they try... As I've said, you know, every time you come here, you, you comply with something that you know is wrong. You give away a little bit more of your soul. Mm. You know? I was questioning people when I was in, in grade school. I mean, I was questioning my mother when I was four or five years old. When I got to high school, I got kicked out of four high schools in, in two and a half years for arguing with all my teachers because they weren't teaching me anything. <laughs> you know? And they weren't making me do stuff that I know is soul-destroying. No, I'm not doing that. Sorry. You know? I'll go and do something else. And, and I ended up just stepping outside of society and becoming a musician because this is a freak show. I don't, I don't belong in this world, you know. So, I mean, maybe I, I, I did the wrong thing. Maybe I should have focused myself on that and tried to save the world from then. Or maybe it doesn't happen until this time. You know, maybe it's, it's this whole COVID thing and this big grand finale that they've brought about, you know. And, and I've said to people, like I said to people when 9-11 happened, or I said recently, I said, if you look back at 9-11... That was the beginning of the end game. And when the Christchurch shooting happened, I said, this is the beginning of the final move of the end game. We've got everything we need on this shooter's video to expose all the government and media for what they are. And if we don't run with it, I expect us to be in lockdown within 12 to 18 months. And we went into lockdown exactly 12 months later. You know, And I said, we're all going to get banned on social media. All this stuff's going to happen this year because of this Christchurch video. That's what it's going to be used for. And we all got kicked off social media, kicked off everywhere. And even Donald Trump got banned off Twitter. Whether, whether you like Donald Trump or not, he got banned from Twitter because of the new guidelines and the new directives that have been put in place from Christchurch shooting. It changed the whole social structure of online activity, the Christchurch shooting, simply from streaming that video, you know. So all all this was planned and manufactured, and and we are at such an incredibly pivotal moment here. And I just see, with all of the bad shit that's going on, I see a huge awakening. I think Israel's totally overstepped themselves, and it's, it's caused... It's just caused a ripple effect. People are now not just looking at Israel, they're looking at all of these other things that are related and starting to look at everything differently now. You know, I mean, how can our governments be denying this is going on and, and trying to feed us bugs and bringing all these <laughs> migrants into different countries and allowing the, the main goal of all that, like, oh, you can't, you can't call the police, we won't charge anyone if they do damage under $1,000 or whatever. So you've got people going in trash in supermarkets, breaking down the whole social structure in our cities, leading you to a point where you, where you have to eat bugs. You know, and we're going to have <laughs> cultural wars happening in the suburbs in all of our countries, which will break down all of our countries. I've said for years, the only way to destroy the United States and, and Canada and Australia, all these countries, is to do it from within, especially the United States. You know, and that's what they're doing. So, and people are seeing it, going, "Hang on, what, what's happened?" I mean, 2020 was two weeks to flatten the curve, right? 
Look at the world now. We've got social systems breaking down, supermarkets being trashed, food stores being destroyed. Men don't know if they're men. Women don't know if they're women. We can't <laughs> define what a woman is anymore. We're cutting the penises off children because they, they play with dolls. It, it's insane. It's insane what's happened to the world. Just two weeks to flatten the curve, mate. We'll all be good. You know? And I think they've gone too hard. And I just think it's waking enormous amounts of people up. And what I've said, you've got to be in touch with your life skills and be in touch with, with what it means to be you. Walk the path of the warrior. Face infinity without flinching. Reality can change into anything at any second, any moment. You don't know what it's going to be. You've just got to be prepared to walk onto that path. And if your heart's in the right spot to know you're going you're gonna to make it through. If you've got your life skills, you can, you can just do it. Nothing, nothing, the, only, the only thing consistent is change. And sometimes that change can be incredibly radical in a split second. You know, and you've got to be prepared to walk onto that. That's the path of the warrior, and that's what this time is. So uh, it's, it's a huge opportunity, brother. I see opportunity in all of this stuff. And uh, I, I, don't, I don't think there's any other way to fix it. I mean, the system has to collapse. It has to crash and burn. There's no I way think we it's can good fix it does. system, you know? I think it's good. It does. It's all based on basically evil-type stuff. Yeah. Government stuff is evil. It's, it's controlled by a theft uh, and forcing people against their will to do things. Uh, all these structures, the central banks, you're forced to use their currency in, in various ways, as opposed to, like, a Bitcoin or Monero and stuff like that. Um, it's actually a really good thing at all collapses and that's you know what i talk about the dollar vigilante a lot and in our newsletter is how to prepare for what's going to be happening but in in many ways it's really good um it's interesting too that you know people are really waking up and that's the meaning of the word apocalypse lifting of the veil the lifting of the veil and people are starting to wake up so what do you think you know where are we at right now we're, we're doing this interview in 2024 in january what do you think is going to happen, like, in the next year or two? Do you see, like, super crazy stuff uh, potentially happening, super good stuff happening? Uh, I see super good stuff happening, but it's going to be riding on the back of super crazy bad stuff as That's well. kind of what I see as well. I mean, you know, like I said, I, mean, I think we're going to – they're really trying to push us into World War III. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of this is contrived as well. You've got to, as I've often said, you've got to look at the world – as one big holding company. All, all the governments work together. It's one organism. doesn't matter if you think people are enemies, China, Russia, all this sort of shit. Even what the Houthis and, and stuff is going on in Israel and stuff. I mean, all, all of this stuff is controlled. At the very head of, of, of Hamas is controlled by Israel. The people on the ground fighting the ground war, these are, these are freedom fighters. These are desperate people who are trying to fight. They're fighting for their lives. So we've given billions of dollars to, to Hamas, and look what they've done with it. Well, these guys live in Qatar. They work for Israel. <laughs> you know, it's the same with, with the whole Houthi thing, the Chinese, the, the Russians. Russia went in and attacked Donbass exactly when they needed him to, when the COVID narrative was breaking down. They started this depopulation thing going on in Ukraine. The United States gets rid of all their old weapons stock because it's all got a shelf life. They send all that to Zelensky. Zelensky puts it in one stockpile. Russia comes and blows it up. You think this isn't contrived, you know? It's all contrived. What they want is the social credit system and everything that's in place in China. The only way they can do that is to pull off a World War Three. You've got this bumbling, incompetent president in, 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 in you know, USA. You've got the breaking down of the food chain, the breaking down of the social structure, fentanyl, all the stuff I talked about before, all contrived. 
you know, to, to, to make the, the you know, you, you want to bring in, you've got to collapse the system and get your phoenix to rise out of it, which is all going to be digital currency and, and social credits and all this sort of shit that we want to do to control you, but we've got to do it in a way that looks believable, mm-hmm. you know, so we're going to create this whole World War Three type scenario, we can do it off the back of Gaza, this is pulling at everybody's heartstrings, sacrifice the people of Palestine to get us all to hate Israel and to, to, to cheer on World War Three, you know? It's it's all contrived. It's all contrived. But the, the, what they want to do is bring in their Chinese social credit system, the one belt one road thing, as well. Yeah, they, they're saying they want to build a new Ben Gurion canal through through uh, Gaza. Mm-hmm. Um, Israel has already said back at the beginning of the the one belt one road initiative from China that they're going to be a major seaport in it. Well, how are you going to be if every trade goes through the Suez Canal and it's it's miles away from Israel? And and you've got Ukraine's going to be that's a major exporter of grain, major exporter of food. You've got a major um, hub in Ukraine. You've got a major hub going to be in Israel. So who do you think's putting themselves in a position to control that? Mm-hmm. So what we've got to do is be aware that that's what their plan is. You know, they're going to collapse everything and they're going to come in and offer us their solution. What about if we've already got our own? Because the real currency through this, I mean, as much as you like Bitcoin and stuff, the real currency is going to be what's in your heart. Mm. The real currency is going to be how good a neighbor are you, how, how good of a person are you, you know, how much can we cooperate with each other and in, in, in create this type of real human response. Like what just happened here in Acapulco, what you just did with all the, all the trade, all the shit you were hanging out to people. Even, even the Red Cross in other countries is all messed up. I saw a Red Cross here doing a great job. You know, because it's run by a private Mexican family, mm-hmm. you know. So it's that's going to be the real currency. So we've got to see all this happening and realize that it's going to get ugly. There's going to be mass slaughter. There's going to be cities blowing up. There's going to be bombs. There's going to be war. But they are planning that to create a believable scenario for you to have to go, oh, my God, please save me from the government that just destroyed me. <laughs> please, government, save me from what you just did to me. You know, it's an opportunity for us to see what's going on, see the bigger picture and step into our hearts. You know, that's what I see coming. And I think it's a, it has to be this way. It has to be this way. But you've got to be aware of the game they're playing. Mm. And you've got to be aware that, that none of this is happening out of a, a natural course of events. No. Oh, this country's getting involved and that country's getting... Well, I'm good on them for <laughs> stepping up to save Palestine and all this sort of stuff, which needs to be done. But but you're not going to save it by bringing in more war to the area. You're going to save it by removing funding from Israel, you know, and holding into account, sanctioning Israel. That'll stop the, the war right away. Oh, no, we won't do that. We'll bring in bombers and planes and we'll bomb ships and, you know, all this crap, you know. And it's uh, it's all contrived. you just got to be aware of it and, and see the opportunity that's bringing to us to step into our hearts. The problem is that there's even people in this movement will be going, well, you know, Jeff's going to save me or Max is going to save me. We need a leader. Why won't Max lead? I get this all the time. I've been talking to people about how to lead yourself for 17 years and I still get people commenting saying, Max, why won't you lead us? It's, 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 it's you know, it's, it's crazy. But people are being put in an opposition position well, they have to lead themselves. They're not going to be left with a choice. And you can do it. If you couldn't do it, you wouldn't have come here for this time. At this exam, you can all do it. You can all make your way through this if you just believe in yourself. And if you couldn't do it, you would not be here right now. So think about that, you know? 
Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I'm doing things like the Game Changers, uh, trying to like sh- help people to like become better versions of themselves. Mm. Uh, out of Narcopoco, that's a lot of the stuff we talk about, as you know, like unschooling, get your kids out of the government indoctrination camps, uh, cryptocurrencies, get away from the central bank currencies, uh, grow your own food, stuff like that. They're starting to poison all the food supply. It's getting pretty crazy. Like, um, for you, it, like, I don't know if you've really thought about it, but, you know, they sent a Category 5 hurricane, which was not a hurricane that was natural, right to your house. <laughs> uh, they've actually been doing the same thing in Australia, uh, right around where your other place is, with weather weapons, mm. uh, flooded, like, there's no, been no power, no internet there for a while. Yeah, the power's been out for like a week or 10 days, no internet for two and a half months at my old house, folks. <laughs> Yeah, so like even the place that you're not even there right now, they're they're attacking that with weather. Like it's crazy, but you know you you just survived it all fine. Just you know, even though they're like actually targeting you with like crazy weapons. Like like I don't even know what we can do with this sort of technology that they have to do these things because it's so hard to convince most people that these things even exist. It's remarkable because they can go into the paper and say, oh, we've just done weather modification, we've just made it rain for you, and, we've just, and they can advertise that they're doing it. Mm. And then when there's a major storm, they say, oh, no, we can't control the weather. <laughs> and everyone believes it. But they told you in the paper last week that they're controlling the weather. You know, don't you, how much fluoride are you people taking? A lot. You know, it's, it's, why, why can't you see this? That, that report I've got from Acquiesce when saying, yeah, in, in 2005 we made it rain in, or we made it snow in Saudi Arabia and this is how we put out the fires on Ash Wednesday and this is how we did this and we're bringing this technology to Kuwait now and rah, rah, rah. And, you know, and, and they can tell you and then, oh, no, they can't control the weather. Just put in the next paper, oh, that's a conspiracy theory. We can't control the weather, even though we told you all the stuff we're doing last week, you know. In a national newspaper, it's incredible. It's incredible. So, you know... But, I mean, I just go with the flow through it all. See, I have no stake in the outcome. I have no fear of death. And um, honestly, I mean, not blowing my own horn, but when I got into this business, or not business, when I started doing this, it's because everybody I could see had an agenda. And everyone was trying to promote themselves or sell their books or, or, or whatever, you know. And, and I was just like, hang on, I can see what's going on. And I just want to talk to you about it because all you people out there, you're the solution. But everyone's, everyone's getting you to follow them. And I'm saying, don't follow me. I'm a freaking social misfit. You know, and I'm, not, I'm the last person you should be following. But perhaps I can share an opinion with you which might help you wake up to yourself a little bit, you know. And I honestly don't know too many people that are doing that. And I think that's why they've targeted me so much. Even now I get trolled like you wouldn't believe the trolls that I get uh, on my channel. And, and even more now that I've been speaking out against Israel, I get, I get massive. I'm starting to look at my... Uh, uh, responses now on Twitter and stuff and like uh, even Michael Rappaport I made a uh, meme of him coming out of a, a New York storm drain <laughs> and it, to try to show that he doesn't care about it he's using it as his avatar now oh, really? <laughs> so he's noticed it and I've got a lot of people coming and attacking me now on my, on my Twitter thread saying ah okay I'm making a difference <laughs> bring it on you know <laughs> you just make me speak louder and louder so I think, it's, I think it's a good thing. And I have no fear of any of this. See, I have no stake in the outcome. And I'm not scared of death. And you can't do anything to me. You've, what else can you do to me? You shut down my bank accounts. I had to move out of my country. You send weather weapons at me. It doesn't matter. I'm just still boogieing along, doing the same thing. Hey, I'm opening a new bar that fell into my lap, you know. It's all just working out great. So, you know, I, I have no problem. And I have no stake in, in however it goes. It doesn't matter. No stake in the outcome. That really messes them up. If you're not attached to any type of event 
happening. And like I said, you walk the path of the warrior, face infinity without flinching. The knack of being able to face with serenity odds and circumstances that are not included in your calculations and to simply step onto that path. And that's it, and that's how I live my life, and it works. I'm perfect living proof that it works, and if your heart's in the right spot, everything will fall into place, you know? I do that a lot myself. A lot of the things I've done, like, I walked straight into Bilderberg with, like, there was 10,000-plus military outside of the hotel. (laughs) I was drunk. I walked past them all, went to the reception desk, and got a room at Bilderberg because I just didn't care. Like, I just, like, I'm just going to do it. And Just walk in, you're like like you're the boss. Just (laughs) walk in like you're supposed to be there. And uh, so many things just sort of, like, just happen when you allow them to happen, as you pointed out. Mm. And, uh, like, even Epstein's Island, like, we just, let's just go there and see what happens. And, you know, it just all happened once we got there. Just, sorry, my son, <laughs> my son, you can't see this. My son's in the pool and my dog's out on the ledge. <laughs> Cielo, we got to make sure she doesn't, f- don't fall. Naomi! <laughs> If she falls, it's about three stories down. There we go. She got inside. All right. We got dog problems around here. So I'd point that out to you. <laughs> yeah. Problem in, uh, in the. We got lots of dog problems. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just going with the flow, and that's sort of like what even in has always been. Yeah. Like we just started it. Let's, let's just see what happens. Uh, I wonder for you because you've been around in Arcapulco for many years, uh, and we're now into our tenth year this coming year. Uh, you know, started out kind of small, moved into this big hotel, kind of got corporate-ish a little bit. Uh, but then after the COVIDs, we ended up in a botanical garden. I just wonder, from your point of view, like how has it been looking at you know how it's all evolved for you? It's been interesting. It's been good to see. It's, it's great to see it's still going. I'm really looking forward to the event this year. In the, even though the, the Secret Garden, a lot of it is still fallen down and bent and <laughs> twisted and shit. But I'm just looking forward to the whole thing. I, I think it's great because it, it never stopped the whole time. And it's evolved into something far much much more than what it was. I mean, mm. like you say, when Bitcoin really took off in 2017, then 2018 was really big and it was kind of corporate and, <laughs> and you know... And then uh, it got a little bit overblown after that, and then all this shit happened. And out of necessity, it's almost like, you know, it started off with these intentions and it started moving into that corporate world. And then the universe said, uh uh-uh, uh, <laughs> over here, you know, and it pushed you into the botanical gardens. And, and since then, it's evolved into something far more human. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, it's been great. It's been great to be involved in it. And I'm really looking forward to the event this year. You know, e- even though. You know, like I said, the secret garden, most of it got wiped out. All the cabanas are destroyed. And, you know, I'm really glad that I got so much of the place on video before it was destroyed, you know. And, um, but, but it's, it's just seeing the people coming together to rebuild it and to get everything ready, to get the restaurant back up and running. And, and people will be able to come here and they're going to be driving through Diamante and Acapulco and seeing these blown out buildings still with tarps all over them and stuff and seeing it all. And in the middle of it all, we've got this little, this little, hub of beauty you know and 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 positive energy and i think it's it's a great thing and uh yeah it's it's been really good to see what it's evolved into like you say it was going you could have easily gone down that corporate path well not really but you know it wouldn't have because i was running it but like it it, it got a little just it it wasn't but it was becoming a little bit too american a little bit too flashy yeah, it was like all these yeah sponsorships and booths and and rules and stuff. Yeah, and you're in this big resort, w- which hotel. we kind of we kind of had to d- do with that many people. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm happy how it all worked out. Yeah, it's, it's become kinda, it's become really human. It's yeah. become a real real hub 
of, of heartfelt energy, and I, I love it. I think it's great. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of people coming just because they wanted to make money and find out the next crypto pick. And Anarcha Book was never about that. Mm. Um, but you know, crypto is important because. Uh, you know, if we're going to get away from all these systems which are collapsing, crypto is one of the best ways to do that. So it's a good thing, but I'm glad that that all kind of went away. Now we're in a botanical garden, and it's so cool that you found a place just a few weeks before the the event, and out of the blue, uh, you're you're going to be running Casa de los Cuervos. It's going to be open again. Uh, do you want to let people know a bit more about it, like location or anything? Well, no, it's it's, it's still in Bonfil. It's it's uh, I'm going to draw a little mud map, and I'm going to have little little flyers. <laughs> a mud map. Well, little flyers. We're going to have little flyers. That when you come to an Acapulco, they'll be sitting there as you come in. You can just pick it up, the location of the bar. It's pretty close to where you had it before, right? Well, it's it's actually, it's about probably the same distance from the event that I had it before. Okay. But it's in a different location. Okay. But uh, I'm sure you'll be telling people in your videos as well. I'll be telling people where it is. I'll be showing them videos of it. And it's there's a lot of work to do there, but it'll be up and running. You know, and... Um, yeah, there'll be flyers there, so you'll be able to see where the bar is. As soon as you arrive at the conference, there'll be things on the desk there. So Yeah. Narcobulco is the kind of place you just come and you figure it out from there, basically. Yeah, it's yeah. like, where are you guys going? It's like Casa de Cueros. You'll be able to see it from the main road. Everybody will know where it is. All you're going to have to do is ask a local. Like, all the locals have been asking me, you know, um, when are you opening another bar? Like, you know? And even um, sometimes when I've been to the airport and I'll get in a taxi home from the airport, the taxi dog go, oh, yeah. Casa de los Cuevos, you know? <laughs> yeah, because a lot of taxis rolled up there. They all know where it was. and, and Acapulco is a small enough place that, like... They're all going to know where yeah. the new place is as well. Yeah. And there'll be a sign-up. You'll be able to see it from the main road. It's like one one house back from the main road. So cool. it's great. It's going to be really good. I'm totally looking forward to it. And it's amazing how it's just kind of fallen in my lap. And all these, these four people there that are going to be doing it and running it and looking after it, uh, it it's almost like a gift to them because they were kind of looking for direction. I was thinking of moving from Acapulco and, you know, and now they're just like, oh, oh wow, this is, this is everything we've ever wanted, you know. So it's going to be great. And out of all the businesses in the world that I could possibly run, <laughs> you know, a, a bar with a, a band, you know, a little small entertainment bar venue is probably the only business I could run because I've spent my whole life in these venues playing in bands, you know. I've seen how it works and how it doesn't work and, and I can just, I've got the vision for it. I can I can do it. It's going to be great. So, yeah, but I I can't even tell you the name of the street. I can just... No, no it doesn't matter. I, I don't even know the name of the street, you know. But Yeah, um, no, no one cares about street names around here, but uh, it's pretty clear. You'll, you'll know as soon as you get to Narcopoco. Just ask somebody. Yeah, it's, like, it's going to be like a, a, a five-minute walk from the venue. Yeah. You know? I know people loved it last year, and it sounds like, from what you told me, this place is, could be even cooler. Like, it's going to be, be cool. better. It's more outdoorsy. We've got a pool. <laughs> got um, a pool? Wow. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to have a little pool table as well. And it's going to be great. It's going to be really good. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be even better. Lucy. I mean, the other bar was Lucy. really nice. Lucy. It was, was kind of like a dive bar. The other bar was a bit like a dive bar, you know? Lucy. Um, like it belonged in Soho or New York or something, you know. <laughs> but um, this is more an outdoors. It's going to be more Mexican, you know. Lucy. 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 Lucy doesn't want to come and say hello. You shy, darling. We're getting close to finishing the video, Lucy. You have to be at the beginning and the end. You know how it goes. Lucy. Lucy was there licking me when we started. <laughs> you little darling. Yeah, so if you don't know, uh, coming up February 12th to 16th is an Arcapoco. So you still got a couple weeks. Uh, a lot of people, I, I've seen so many people. It's actually been really great for me because, you know, we, we're just starting to promote it. 
and you know, let people know about it and figure out who's going to be speaking and all that. And then the Category 5 weather weapon hit. And we hadn't barely sold any tickets at that point. And then for like a month afterwards, we're like, we don't know if we can even do it. Then we decided we're going to do it. And of course, like no hotels had announced they're going to be opening yet. So we barely saw any ticket sales. So I was like, oh, man, is this going to be just a total disaster? But man, they're coming in fast now. And I've seen so many people at the last minute going, you know what? I just decided I'm going to come. So it's going to be really good. Mm. Uh, I think it's going to be quite a few more people than last year from what I can tell, although it's hard to tell. Um, but anyway, if you're watching this, uh, you know, I've seen the, have you seen the weather in some of these places? In England, they just got hit by a 100-mile-per-hour... Yeah. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> It's climate change, man. Because <laughs> you're using too many plastic bags. Nothing we're doing to control anything, of course. Yeah. It's, uh, it's freaky. I might, actually, speaking of Casa de los Cuevos and accommodation, I might even have one room available, folks, which oh, yeah. will be a bed and breakfast room right below the venue. So that's something to think about as well. I'll probably get 100 miles, emails from people now saying, I want that room. But uh, You can bid on it. Yeah, you can bid on it. But, uh, yeah, so... There's going to be plenty of a calm. There's a lot of uh, hotels coming back online. Yeah, the the nicest hotel is Mundo Imperial Palacio. Uh, it's op- It's already open. Uh, or yeah, or it's opening right now basically. And uh, we actually have a discount code for it. Just so you know, in Arcapulco 2024, you get about half price. It's about a hundred dollars a night, which isn't bad. It's like a five star hotel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's right around the corner from where we are. So, and then there's lots of Airbnbs. There's lots. Of, get on the Arcapulco Telegram chat, and people are like getting rooms at various places together and stuff like that. Hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's coming up in a couple weeks. It's going to be wild. It's getting so. really close, so. It's going to be cool, you know, after everything that happened the last few months, you know, that we're still here and we're still doing yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing, really. Like, my life really hasn't changed at all. <laughs> See, when I got moved up to Mexico City for a couple of weeks, I'm like, <laughs> it was kind of bizarre. But, um, yeah, nothing's really changed. All this stuff sort of gets thrown at me through life, and I just sort of... <laughs> <laughs> breeze through it all I don't know you know yeah that's all you gotta do right like Lucy? I said no stake in the outcome folks it really really helps just just like I said the only thing permanent is change so you know yeah totally you got anything to say about that Lucy well you know I always say just go for your walks and give your kisses like I'm giving you some kisses right now and uh, you know that's about all you can do really you know no stake in the outcome like Max says and I'll see everyone at Narcopoco in a few weeks. I'll be giving away taco, uh, giving away kisses for tacos. <laughs> and uh, let's go get a nap, a little siesta. And uh, Lucy, Lucy. <laughs> she's a great dog, folks. She really is just tacos and kisses. That's, just, That's all she's all about. She's the best-natured little dog I've ever met. Aren't you, Lucy? <laughs> anyway, I got my little baby here in the pool. Uh, we should wrap this up. The sun's going down, but uh, great to talk to you once again, Max. Really good. Thanks for listening, folks. We'll do it again. All right. Peace. See you at the conference. Yeah. Yeah, definitely come. Peace, love, and anarchy. Casa de los Cuervos is back. It is. Look at that, Lucy. Oh, they tried to bury us. They forgot we're seeds. Casa de los Cuervos is back. And Acapulco is back. We can go pound tacos, Klaus. The thing is, the world is changing. The world is changing. Everything's breaking down. The whole system is breaking down. They want it to break down into their 
great reset. They want to have the reset that they want to have. Their money system's breaking down, their government system's breaking down, it's all breaking down. And it's going to be how we play it, what we do about it. You know, and with everything that they're doing, they want us feeling negative, they want us feeling bad, they want us worried about everything. That's why I keep saying to you, no stake in the outcome. Don't stress about all this stuff, because everything they do is they're, they're trying to put you into fear. They want to make you feel hopeless, but try to keep it empowering. No stake in the outcome. You've got to see what the game is, but then you've got to intend for it to go the way you want to do. You know, as I've often said to people, the true nature of prayer is to put yourself in the emotional state where the prayer has already been answered. Your whole life is a prayer because you're having this emotional conversation all the time. You're having this emotional conversation and the field is mirroring that back to you. If you're in a state of fear, if you're in a state of stress about income or stress about money or stress about anything, well, that's what you're putting into the field. And if you pray for something, if you pray for peace or you pray for love, what you're doing is you're carrying out a negative affirmation. You are confirming that there is no peace and there is no love. Now, if you want peace, you put yourself in the emotional state. What would you feel like if that peace was already in the world? What would you feel like if all of this stuff was breaking down around us and humanity was going to shine through and get to that golden place that we've always wanted to be? How would it feel like to be in that place? Put yourself in that emotional state and see that that's what all this is. That's what this whole breakdown of the system is. It can go the way they want it to if they can get enough people in fear to put that into the field and move us into that reality. But if enough people see this as a really positive thing and a really crucial time for humanity and a time of great opportunity where humanity actually gets to stand in their power, we can change the world. It's really that simple. A lot of people don't think it is. They'll say that's hippie, airy, fairy, new age, whatever. They don't understand. They don't understand how it works. Even the Christians don't understand how it works. I mean, they're waiting to be saved. They're waiting for Christ to come back and save them when he told them that they could do it themselves. And you look at Christ. He was an activist. He was an anarchist. They tried to bury us. They didn't know. We are seeds. They want a one-world government, new world order. We want seven billion governments on Earth. Everyone's sovereign. And if not everyone, at least you. Join us for Anarchapulco's 10th year anniversary. Anarchapulco, the only event on Earth that never shut down, even for the orchestrated pandemic and vaccine genocide. And we aren't shutting down for World War III either. They even tried to throw a stealth Category 5 weather weapon directly at us. But we aren't stopping. The more they push us, the stronger we get. And now we have arisen. We are reborn. Max Egan, David Icke, Jeff Berwick, Larkin Rose, Andrew Kaufman, Charlie Robinson, Marjorie Wildcraft, Beth Martins, the president of Liberland, Vitya Lichka, and many, many more. Anarchapulco, February 12th to 16th. Agoraforco, February 16th to 25th. The Dollar Vigilante Summit, February 11th. The Game Changers Transformative Event, February 17th to 18th. Ayahuasca and Bufo Ceremonies held on the beach at Bambuda. 
internationally renowned music artists, DJ Carrillo B and Five Times August, held in the secret garden in Acapulco, Mexico. Your tribe is here. Break out of the matrix at Anarchapulco 2024. Reborn.